on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Chester uh, <gasps> got shot by the trap. Williams, oh, kind of how he got shot by the trap. Listen, that's not how I want to be remembered. <laughs> the outlaws enter the workshop of Olamon Kosawana. Uh, you had taken a little detour to the Temple of Bride to uh, figure out what kind of heretical nonsense this man was working with. What exactly. the heretic doing? What, what the heretic doing? What the heretic doing? I hate you. <laughs> uh, you got to this warehouse. Uh, you talked to his neighbors uh, or his neighbor um, and got some information about what happened. Uh, Chester promptly went up to the door, realized it was trapped, and set it off anyway. <laughs> and the ex-priest of Bry is nowhere to be seen. What was once a reception desk is covered with wooden boxes of tools and spare parts. Ooh. The walls have various nails and hooks attached in a seemingly haphazard way, and a mostly assembled mannequin stands in the corner beside the eastern door. But his clockwork guardian is more than happy to greet them. Uh, what you thought was a mannequin... Uh, stood up uh, to go beat the shit out of you. On that note, why don't we all roll initiative using your perception scores? It's time for a clockwork throwdown. Okay, this man is going to look at Psyche and be like, suck it, Lehman, you furry fuck! (laughs) (laughs) You shut up. Uh, Now... So whenever this episode comes out, (laughs) it's going to be real late, but holy shit, the TTRPG community is on fire uh, the past few weeks. Uh, So we're recording... game is on fire. (laughs) It's not not this game. Yeah, we're recording this on uh, January 21st, and I think when we last recorded... uh, there was like a little bit about the OGO 1.1. It was two weeks quote, ago. Quote, 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 draft. Yeah. The head leaks. Um, and I don't want to get into it too much because at the point we're recording, it's been belabored enough. And by the time this episode comes out, I mean, it could have been resolved. It could gotten worse. It'll almost certainly be belabored more. So I'll just keep this brief. Boy. 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 <laughs> Seconded. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of shit show uh, in the tabletop community, uh, and if you don't know what's going on, the TLDR is there existed this thing called the OGL. Uh, 1.0A is what I think Pathfinder is technically uh, licensed under or or whatever. Um, It came out in the early days of 3E. I think it came out with 3E, and the whole point of it was to make it's possible for third-party publishers to make stuff for Dungeons & Dragons, or as the Paizo usually refers to it, the world's oldest role-playing game. Yeah. Rolls eyes, looks side to side. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And it worked because third edition D&D had a ton of stuff published for it. Uh, So did 3.5. It was actually funny because I think we talked about this in the early days of season three about fourth edition and what happened to the OGL. Um, What the fucking prophetic set of events right yeah um but uh yeah 4 4e came out um and basically it was licensed under the gsl which is a lot more restrictive ogl let all these other companies basically make uh content for D, license it for free under ogl and make money off of it so a whole little industry sprang up and that's why we got so much content for D three and three five 
And then 4E, they changed to GSL, which was a lot more restrictive. They also revoked Paizo's right to publish Dragon Magazine. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Paizo was one of the foremost third-party publishers for D&D at the time. Their mm -hmm. adventure paths were famous. Yeah. Uh, such Paizo hits like Rise of the Rune Lords were published for D&D 3.5 or... Second Darkness. Second Darkness as well. Which still hasn't been updated. Paizo. And the <laughs> other one that hasn't been updated that had Fiery Bird on it, I think. Oh, I don't remember that one. Um, I know what you're talking Phoenix about, though. something? No. I'll look it up and tell uh, us when it's no longer applicable. <laughs> made for the 3.5 edition of the world's greatest or oldest role-playing game or whatever it was called. Um, but Paizo made 3.5 stuff. Uh, and then when 4E came out and the OGO was taken away and... The rights to publish Dragon Magazine were, you know, taken away. Basically, uh, they said, "Why don't we just make three five, but update it with some new stuff and release a new game?" And that's how we got Pathfinder First Edition. It's taking a little bit longer than I wanted to, but basically, in recent weeks, uh, as a lot of people in the community know, uh, Wizards of the Coast is looking to make a new edition of Dungeons and Dragons. They call it One D and D, I guess. It's not a new edition. I thought it was going to be five point five e, but it really is kind of. Just just looking like a sixth edition from what I can tell. It's Legacy of Fire. Legacy of Fire okay. was the other 3.5 adventure path. Yep. Beautiful. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. I'm here to serve. You're doing great, buddy. Uh, but Doing your job. Basically, they're trying to release a new version of the OGL um, that revokes the old one so you can't make anything new uh, with it. And the first, quote, draft, drafts being in quotes because it was sent out to like some of the big... Uh, creators and like players in the space for them to basically sign yeah for them to sign uh like deals with basically they were going to start taking a cut of revenue uh for licensed content which is ridiculous not profit not profit revenue because yeah take a cut of revenue from the famously high high margin ttrpg space <laughs> yeah uh it's, it was it was really bad. Um, there's a lot, been a lot of community backlash. People mass canceled their D and D Beyond subscriptions. Roll for Combat has exploded as a Pathfinder channel on YouTube, which yeah. makes me happy because um, they're pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it was just a big shitstorm. Uh, and then they released a really bad statement that continued the shitstorm. They released a really good statement. Uh, or an okay statement. I don't know if I'd say it really good. Depends on how in-depth you have you people go into it, apparently. Yeah. And your opinion. A lot of it's opinions, too. Yeah, the biggest thing uh. is, like, the OGO was kind of this... It's been around for, like, over 20 years, and it, it started a whole sub-industry, right? And them trying to make it be this more restrictive, give us money thing, extract money from it overnight has just destroyed all trust. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, now OGO, at this point of talking, OGO 1.2 is out uh, in draft form for feedback. Uh, it still has problems because it's trying to deauthorize 1.0a, which seems, I know it's like that's their sticking point, but it seems so stupid why they're trying to do it. Like, why not just license whatever new edition under another OGL and just let 5e and everything else stick in 1.0a. Actually, I do know why. It's because they want to... Uh, they want to make uh, it so that you have to buy the new thing, or you have to... <laughs> to quote, it's uh, all about that dollar dollar bill. It's a quote, Spaceballs, Dungeons & Dragons 5.1, the quest for more money. <laughs> uh, the main problems with it, besides revoking 1.0a, uh, is they have a VTT policy, which is 
kind of stupid and uh, lives outside the document. Quick, quick, quick question. Yeah. Let us define VTT for virtual the cat tabletop. Know. Thank you. Yeah, kind of so like what we're using with Foundry, Foundry Roll20. Roll20, yeah. Yeah. But basically they're trying to carve out um, VTTs that are more like video games or something like that in this policy that lives outside of the document. Um, it's just kind of a gross situation. Like the royalties are gone. It's just a shit show overall and everyone's focused on like how betrayed they are. And I just, as someone who wasn't there for the 4E apocalypse, but does know the lore, I can't help but be like, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Yeah. <laughs> Wizards of the coast. You need to fire the Microsoft lady. Uh, I don't Isn't know if that's her or who was driving this, but it just sounds like, Hey, you know, this money, we like money. Let's monetize more. I like. Money. Hey, what if we, what if we scared away half of our fan base off of our subscription-based D&D Beyond? And then we're like, why are we getting any more money? <laughs> and like, I it's, just, it's like Mona Lisa. Money, please. I just don't get it. Like, I, and I'm not saying this to hate on D&D. Like, we all like 5e here. It's a fun game. Yeah. yeah we've had mm -hmm. fun with it. It may be not be our like preference, but it's a fine game. Um, we've had a lot of good memories playing it. It's um, like, it's like really, it's like having a close friend as a child, but you just fucking hate their parent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the people who actually yeah. work on 5e, like the yeah. actual people at Wizards are, are passionate. I have no doubt. Yeah. Hasbro. And not too big a fan of this, but this corporate decision making sucks. Could you guys not have seen this coming? This is what happened with 4E. It feels like Cobalt Press is this time's Paizo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although Paizo is thankfully leading the charge on a better like open license for RPGs in general. Mm -hmm. yeah, Paizo is also this time's Paizo. That's true. Um, so if you're new to Pathfinder 2E <laughs> and you found us through this whole debacle, welcome. Uh, we don't hate D&D. Mm -hmm. &D. We've had a lot of fun with it. Um, but yeah, this whole thing just reeks and it sucks, and everything's been on fire, and I'm tired of it. We even wish them the best. Just not yeah. don't be jerks. Just don't be jerks, yeah. We hope that the people who have wanted to work for Wizards of the Coast for their whole life who got there only for this fire to start, don't choke on the smoke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what I want to ask, uh, maybe uh, us first, but also the audience, is, um, you know, by the time people, if anyone's discovered our show... Because of this. Because of this, by the time they get to this episode it's going to be probably a bit further out. Mm -hmm. uh, but for our regular listeners who have been with us, you know, longer or probably since the beginning of season two, uh, season three or even season two or before, uh, right now, you know, it's a time when a lot of people are looking to learn other games in general. Um, Pathfinder 2E being one of the big alternatives to 5E for D20 epic hero fantasy, right? Um, how do you think we've done as a podcast? I know we try to play different games and show them off and we try to be really transparent with the rules, but does our show good, do a good enough job of showing people how to play the game? Because um, we don't sit down. I, don't, I, I definitely don't think we do it. I'll, I'll start out here. I don't think we do a good enough job for like beginners, obviously. Yeah. Because that's, that's not really who we're targeting. But for people who have familiarity with RPGs, do you think that we do a good enough job uh, showing the systems at work, talking about how the game, like, as a system works? Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? I feel like we don't do it quite as much as we did in the first season. Yeah, or at the very least, as much as we did at the beginning of this season. Yeah, I feel as though we're kind of growing in this system and we're, we're kind of expecting, you know, the audience who's witnessed us going along with it to grow with us. 
which is maybe okay, but also something we could work on if that's if that's what would be applicable right now, you know? Is it the will of the audience blob? Yes, it's <laughs> audience blob. Audience I'm blob. looking over at you underneath the Boston poster in but the hallway. Again, on the other hand, we can't explain the same thing every episode we yeah. play. So yeah. And there, a lot there of the rules are, you know, overarching things that appear over and over and over again. Yeah. I think we do a pretty decent job. Whenever we have combat, we tend to count out our actions, you know, Say, I've done this, done this, done this, that's my turn. Yeah. So I think as far as combat's concerned, we do a pretty good job. Whenever we mention a condition, we tend to explain what the condition is. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Do you think we did a decent enough job in the beginning of the season, kind of walking through weird stuff like initiative, the action economy, uh, the way the math scales or any of that? I certainly Oh, I would so. think so. Probably. Okay. We've talked... Mechanics are like yours and Jacob's baby and y'all <laughs> yeah. do not stop from someone who works on the mechanics actively. It helps a lot. All these little explanations mm -hmm. that we get. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, I know that as the GM, Jacob's cradle, sorry, Jacob's cradling <sighs> his, uh, his iPad with the PDFs on it. Like a, like a small child. <laughs> He's tossing. Don't it throw it. <laughs> you fucking stupid. <laughs> Uh, no comment. I know I, as the GM, tend to favor giving you guys more information just to show how, like, a monster's working yeah. you know, instead of, like, being really cards close to the chest or whatever, because I just think it's cool. I don't know. This is I think this really is a banter topic for us for a little bit, but honestly, it's a bigger thing to ask the audience. Uh, how have we done uh, showing you guys how 2E works? And do you think our, do you think we should ever look into making like some side bonus content on um, how to play 2E? It may be like, by the time this episode comes out, there may be a bajillion other quick starts to 2E. Yeah. Um, and if there's already other good options out there, then we don't need to do it. Maybe do we need to do bonus content about lore or are there other good options out there as well? Is our banter good enough just for Pathfinder lore? Who knows? Um, yeah. Throw it to you, audience. Uh, uh, are you looking to... Wham! Don't, don't throw anything at the hallway. <laughs> are you looking to learn more about 2E that we're not uh, delivering to you? Um, would you like to see it from us, or do you think it's uh, properly covered by other people? Because if it is, we don't need to do it. Uh, we can. We could always point to other people for the audience. Oh, we could start with mechanics. <laughs> we could take like an episode and talk about different countries. <laughs> Look at the lore. Someone got Jacob excited. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no oh <laughs> sounds fun Jake, Jacob <laughs> Jacob loves talking about game mechanics um and I mean, Jacob listen, likes to, I like talking about the lore of the Galarian tube it's Jacob wild. likes to teach mm -hmm. others about the things for which he's passionate about yeah you know someone um uh we I appeared on one of Hans's streams Hans Half-Elven everybody Hans, yeah Hans Half-Elven on Twitch I appeared on I one of his streams like a week ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we were talking about OGL stuff. Um, and one of the people in his discord was asking about Galarian setting. And I was talking to him about it and he had a misconception. He thought it was grim, dark, low magic or something like that. How do you get low magic? <laughs> I was like, man, man, <laughs> man. Like, I guess he was making the argument that it is technically grim, dark because of the whole Rovagug being at the center of the world thing. <laughs> Okay, but like, I'm sorry, we have like a creation myth. We, we have a creation myth, and uh, what is it like? Potential 
plot threads for high level epic characters, <laughs> right? Can it be grim dark if it's happened? That's Looking fair. Starfinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't. But low magic, no. Come on. No. no. We have 10th level spells in Pathfinder. That's right. Second edition has 10th level. Yeah, it does. I, I fucking forgot that. About that. Yeah, 10th level <sighs> spells, bitch. Hey, you ain't going to get there, though. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> uh, Outlaws of Alkenstar ends at about 10th level. I yeah. can confidently say we may probably never get there in our life, <laughs> yep. which makes and me a little sad. But, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Well, if we do it, that'll be, that'll be all the better. Yeah. I would be interested to see how high level Pathfinder 2E works because high level Pathfinder 1E was is a mess. A um, mess. Beautifully a mess. It is. Belovedly <laughs> a mess. Pathfinder first edition bullshit. My beloved. Oh, uh, my beloved. One one high level play is rocket tag. <laughs> straight up. Uh-huh. You either you either win fast or you die. Listen, yeah. <laughs> just you don't want it to be complicated, don't bring magic into the mix. Uh-huh. Once you get to about twelfth, tenth level, just say, Hey, all you magic users, just kinda stop. Yeah. <laughs> no. stop Maybe stick to pit. Pit's good. Once power fireball's word, good. Once power word comes around, it's it's uh-huh. a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pathfinder puts a lot of faith in both the DM and the players to make sure that this game turns out okay. Otherwise, it can be a mess. Yeah. Oh man. Well, speaking of a hot mess. Speaking of Fox Two, Fox Two. Centuries before this oh, tar yeah. stone was raised, the wizard kings Nex and Geb warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. Geb. From the glowing ashes of the Mana Wastes arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. It's just an Amazon warehouse. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a nonstop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. Mm, I'm hungry too. That's the first time I've ever read that prompt without looking at it. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Wonderful. I Look at completely that. Wait for you to find out you missed like a word or two somewhere. I uh-huh. beat yourself right. up over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You didn't even do that for our marriage vows. <laughs> uh, well, when we last left you guys, you were investigating the warehouse of Olaman Kosawana. Uh, you had taken a little detour to the Temple of Bri to figure out where the fuck he lived. Um, and you also spent some time looking at the asynchronous archives <laughs> to uh, figure out what kind of heretical nonsense this man was working with. What exactly. the heretic doing? What the heretic what doing? What the heretic I doing? hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my husband. That's my husband for you. <sighs> okay, so you were saying. <laughs> what the cat doing? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you had a fight with some book lizards that you were very salty about existing. Yes. 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 In short, uh, Eleanor went down uh, in a uh, terrifying moment of hopefully not foreshadowing. Of, that was a critical, uh-huh. and it was dying too. Taking after her beloved. Yeah. Uh huh. You were right. Kat. We will not uh, recount we definitely the cat saw trauma. Why he fell for her? Oh! oh! I hate all of you. Stop it. Hey, Owen, <laughs> my greatest friends. I hate you all. <laughs> 
Um, Friends, my behated. My behated. My belothed. Ooh, that's, yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Drow and Jacob are on something else today. Uh, you got to this warehouse. Uh, you talked to his neighbors uh, or his neighbor um, and got some information about what happened. Uh, Chester promptly went up to the door, realized it was trapped, and set it off anyway. <laughs> I, listen, I tried to describe it in a way that would be safe, but I understand. It don't work like that. I know. You did this such ain't a forbidden good job. lands. I tried to help you out, but it don't work like that. Um, mm-hmm. If only it were forbidden lands. Uh, and uh, now you've entered this room uh, and right around when everyone entered the room uh, what you thought was a mannequin uh, stood up uh, to go beat the shit out of you Uh, I'm just saying when you said mannequin I uh, didn't expect something that looked like that you were expecting like a cloth body form yeah that's not a mannequin that is an alkenstar that's an that's like some kind of alchemical golem machine Okay. Do you want to see some Is artwork of it? That's Olaman? some sort of automaton nonsense. You said his name was Olaman? Uh, the Kasawana. The, the yeah. uh, Is that his first name? Olaman is his first name. Kasawana yeah, okay. is his last name. Kasawana out here making like android lingerie. Uh, do you guys want to see yes, please. some artwork of this guy? I art, love art, artwork. I yes, logged in today please. and I looked at him and I was like, art, boy, he thick. Art, art, yeah. art. Here he is. Just saying, if he this thick, he wasn't a mannequin. He thick. He dummy Put the thick. Man in mannequin. Do y'all see him? Where's the dummy thick? I see him. Oh, is he on the map? Oh, oh shit! Jeez, Holy that's fuck. not a mannequin. Look at that. You. The, Why does he have soldier. a crossbow? Holy crap! It's like that a, is not a mannequin. It's that's like a, a broad-shouldered mechanical soldier. It's like now a, okay. I am salty. It's okay, like, this thing. <laughs> this thing. It's like a linebacker in armor. It is. <laughs> Hang on, hang Forget on, hang on. heavy crossbow. That's a siege weapon. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Jacob. Siege weaponry. You know, a mannequin. Next that's, thing he's going to do is pop off his arm and it's going to be a cannon. That's the kind of weapon that you'd get in a video game that would allow you to pin people to walls. You're right. This is a Dark Souls, like, uh, bigger enemy that you <sighs> run into. Mannequin. Okay, this man is going to look at Psyche and be like, Suck it, Lehman, you furry fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You shut up. Oh, oh all right. I am not wrong. Let's die. All right. Well, why don't I read you the flavor for this room again before Ooh, you die? I do like flavor. This room may once have served as an outer office and reception area for a business, but now it seems equal parts storage room and junk pile. What was once a reception desk is covered with wooden boxes of tools and spare parts. Ooh. The walls have various nails and hooks attached in a seemingly haphazard way. With everything from large hammers to small pliers to a bag of now rotted apples hanging from the walls. Wickerwork mannequin parts, arms, legs, torsos poke from behind the desk. And a mostly assembled mannequin stands in the corner uh, beside the eastern door. A hand-lettered sign that reads, Workshop, hangs crookedly from a single nail and a second door to the west. With a second mannequin sitting in a chair next to it. A sign reading "Water Closet" is nailed to the door behind the counter to the north. Um, but yes, one of these mannequins has stood up. Which mannequins? One? I believe is it the- is the one to the at the door at the end. The water closet is right next to Chester. His name's Water Closet. So it's the bathroom mannequin. No, it's not the bathroom mannequin. Oh, okay. It's the other one. Okay. And he's technically back here. I'll put him in the spot. Oh, thank goodness. 
Uh, all right. Oh, so God. on that note, why don't we all roll initiative using your perception scores? And I will make a note that I'm actually rolling initiative. I am choosing not to do it. Use after you. I rolled a seven. Well, I'm feeling you because I rolled an eight. Okay. You are a swashbuckler. So chances are, well, it's perception. Yeah. All right. So let's do some initiative scores here. Psykir, the observer. What'd you get? A total of 14. Dope. Uh, Chet Williams. 25. Oh, sick nasty. Absolutely Chet. ill. 15 plus 10. Eleanor, Alonzo's 16. beloved. 16. 16. Sick. Ten. All right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I laughed. I, I thought it was funny. Thank you. Uh, okay, so let's look at this here. First in the order is going to be Chester uh, <gasps> got shot by the trap. Williams, oh, kind of how he got shot by the trap. Listen, that's not how I want to be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> so Chester devised a stratagem, Williams. Chester going to kill this man, William. Uh, Chester will also be invoking his ability that lets him do a knowledge check at the same time. But first, devised stratagem. Devised stratagem. All right, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. And then, what can I roll for knowledge check? All right, so this is, uh, you know, clockwork construct like you've really? seen before. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, oh I hope so. Uh, you can roll arcana or crafting. I will roll crafting. 16 on the die plus 13 is 29. 29, Ooh. you say. Mm. That's what would pretty you like sexy. to know about this bad boy? Oh, I well, for crafting, there's only certain things I can know. Like based off of materials it's made of and whatnot, I believe defenses and weaknesses would be part of that. Well, as you may expect, it is weak to electricity <laughs> and orichalcum. It's made out of the orc metal. Yes, yes. That's Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim. And then, does he have any strong defenses? Uh, so he has. Uh, it's the typical clockwork stuff. He has resistance to physical damage, except for adamantine or orichalcum. Thanks, right. I hate it. Um, he has weakness to electricity. Um. The main thing that you would notice is that he is beat the hell up. Oh? Um, yeah, he's real beat up looking. Uh, and he looks like he's not ap- operating at full steam. Uh, so Chester will say, oh, okay, hey, rule, hey, rules question, my fair DM friend. Yeah. Um, you know how in first edition, things that had weaknesses to like cold iron, adamantine, could be overcome by a high enough bonus on your weapon, magic bonus. Does that apply in any way to this game? I don't think so. Okay. Because, and I don't, I'll have to look it up, but second edition has a lot less bullshit rules like that. Yeah. Respectfully. Um, So that would be. It's not bullshit, it's content. Would that be striking or plus one? Enhance. What What is the rune name for it? It is, let me find the rune for you. Uh, the striking increases your damage. Uh, 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 weapon potency. Potency. I think in this game it just makes it a magic weapon. Okay. It doesn't, like, there's no um thing I can see here that um, says, oh, you can also bypass this. Because I get that. In 1E, you could, uh, if you have a high enough weapon bonus from a magic weapon, you could just bypass certain types of DR. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's a thing here. And then another very important question. Did I happen to critical on that knowledge check? No. No? You sure? I'm 100% sure. Aw, big sad. Yeah, big sad is right. Boundary actually tells me the DC. (laughs) Oh, nice. 
Um, so Chester will say, if you got adamantine, uh, that's what it's weak against. Otherwise, well, it's not weak against adamantine. It, it'll bust through its resistances. Otherwise, it's a little resistant to physical damage. Also, it heal uh, one action heft out and throw a bomb. Uh, it's weak to electricity, too. And he'll throw a moderate lightning bomb. Or bottled lightning, comma, moderate. This bitch weak. Yeet. And uh, that was a 12 on the die for my device stratagem, plus 11 would be 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Alrighty. Roll me your damage. So let me add my... De- oh, my device stratagem's already there. <laughs> uh, so that will be 2d6 plus an additional d6. I missed. Oh, no. Wait to go. Uh, two, four, eight plus two splash for 10 lightning damage or electric damage. And Without whatever, his resistance. What is its resistance? Five. So it'll be 15 total. 15 Ooh, damage. dollar dollar bills. That is dollar dollar bills. Good hit. Uh, and so that's silver, silver coins. <laughs> oh, two actions oh, for you. Oh, oh no. Then, three. No, uh, two. Recall knowledge? Nope. That's part of the device strategy oh, because that's my right. special ability. That is um, keen recollect. Nope. Not that. Known weakness. And go. then Known with weakness. quick bomber, I can draw and throw a bomb with a single action. All right. Chester has one action left. William, what do you want to do? You going to pee? Oh, no. You go You're right next closet. to the water closet. You go to Peepus uh, room? Go Peepus room. Uh, no. Chester will... Um, you go to the peepers room and there's another one of these guys in here just taking a clockwork shit. Oh my god. Goodness. Plink. Oh, you know what? Chester will make it a deposit. Spend an action you. to raise his buckler. Oh, look at you. Beautiful. Look at you. So he got a little bit of defense there. Oh, right. That'll end your turn. Oh, look oh, at ho. you. It is now this guy's turn. That's a no no. Uh, oh no. You're gonna raise a big crossbow. I have to roll a die here real quick. Oh? Oh, is it cause he's hurt? Is it cause he's electric or calls hurt? Boogie woogie woogie, woogie woogie. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. It's a good it's a good joke. It's all a joke. Alright, buddy, what do you wanna do? He wants to surrender. It's in his programming, right? I wonder if he got damaged in the assault on the workshop. If he got damaged in the assault on the workshop, how is he back together now? Maybe there is a repair bot in here. Or maybe maybe he did it himself. It did look kind of shitty. He's going to uh, level his... his his no. his crossbow at you Chester. Have to do this. <laughs> Chester's a victim. The one that pins people to walls, apparently, yeah. by Jacob. You'll have to do this. I love the concept of Chester raising this little buckler <laughs> as this spear launcher is aimed at him from like 15 feet away. Yep. <laughs> he got whip in one hand, buckler raised. Let's see. Uh, my range Uh-oh. increment is 120 feet. I, I think oh. I'm in range. Wait. Do you get negatives because you're so close? No. This is like a, oh, dang it. Damn it, yeah. Uh, 19 to hit. <gasps> oh. One more than my AC. With the buckler? Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. My AC with the buckler is 18 because I'm trained. So that's two plus my level is six plus one is 17. Yeah. Yes. Why is my AC 18? Do you have your buckler raised? Buckler raised? No, with my buckler, it should be 17. Two. Buckler's one in it. Plus four. Six. Six. 
Do you, does your dex do you give have you a bonus? Unarmored? Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. My dex. So I knew a thing! Two plus go. two. So actually, my AC is 19. Oh, so I hit uh, it exactly. So you hit it exactly. Not that it helps yeah, in this case. Yeah. Chester's going to take Jeez. four points of piercing damage. That's not so bad. Okay, it reloads itself. Uh, and then he's going to run up. Uh-oh. Smack him. And punch him. Oh, does it reload automatically? Yeah, reload zero. I hate you when you reload and automatically And it does the grand weapons. ping. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that goblin. That's a, no, that's after eight shots. All right, well, anyway, so Punchomatic is going to come at you here. Okay. Mm. Stop. Uh, same roll, uh, but it's probably not going to hit because that's a total of 16. Ha! You miss. He punches the wall behind you and wood thank, splinters out. Thank you for missing. Yeah, that would not have been good for you. Uh, that's his turn. Shoot, run, and punch. Is that Eleanor? Uh, next in the order will, in fact, be Eleanor. Yay! Oh. Eleanor is going to Yay. attempt a tumble through. Oh, all right. <gasps> Natty 19. Ooh. Question, am I flat-footed? Yes, because you got hit by the lightning bomb. Flat-footed. But Check I, need, and check and see. I need the tumble through to get my finisher. Yeah, yeah it'll affect yeah, my yeah, you do stuff. Uh, yeah. So, uh, add is an acrobatics roll of a 32. One second. I got to check on my flat-footed here. If that doesn't remember. hit, nothing is going to. Oh, well, what? If that doesn't make me get the tumble through, nothing is oh, going yeah. to. What was the total again? 32. Oh, that's a critical success. Yeah. Does it do something good? Wait, wait. If I critically succeed, I don't treat the enemy space as difficult terrain, oh. so I have way more movement. Okay. So, yeah. But I want to get over here so oh. that I am now, for the visual peep, for the non-visuals, um, flanking, flanking with Chester. Because yeah. Chester has his whip. Now, mm-hmm. flanking just imposes the flat-footed condition on me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And I now have panache because I succeeded at the um, at the tumble behind. Going to strike with my precise strike finisher. There you go. Let's do it. So show me your move. It says plus two, <laughs> plus two d six. Um, yeah, that'd be to your damage. Okay. If you have panache, you get plus two damage. If you do have panache into a finisher, you get plus two d six damage. Instead. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna roll. Cat's going to roll. I can't do that actually. I hate everything. Well, oh. What's the total? it's flat footed. It is flat footed. I rolled a one. It doesn't oh. matter what I got. Oh, yeah. Oh. Second attack. I have oh, a no, hero point. You have a yeah. Use you, your hero point. I'm uh, using my hero point. Let's go. Don't don't. Cat also has two bottle caps still. That's fair. You know what? You're right. No worries. I, I, I want to hit. Do yeah. It. Natty seven. Um, that's an 18. That'll hit exactly because it's flat footed. Yes. I couldn't see. Okay. So the damage and uh, the precision damage is my purple dice, which is four. And the piercing damage from the rapier is nine plus one is 14. Oh, 14 total then? Yes. All right. Nine plus one plus four. Yeah, 14. Gotcha. Then that is going to get shaved off a little bit because of its physical resistance. But that do do a lot of damage to it. it do, do, do. Do. Then I'm going to use my last action to raise my buckler. Ooh. Ooh. Sexy. Very cool. Get buckled. Get buckled. Because I don't want to die. Swash Same. buckler. Buckle them swashes, bitch. Psykir the Observer, it is your turn. Okay. Your name in Foundry, by the way, is still Psykir the Observer. 
Yeah. It's not yeah. just Psyche here. Everyone else has their name, but yours is Psyche here, the Observer. Okay. I'm not going to have the full thing of Psyche Astartes of Clan Tau. The Observer, the, the Sanctioned. The Observer, the That'd sanctioned. be really funny if, like, when you walk into the room and you have your little name bar, it's just, like, filled <laughs> and breaks yes. the little thing. <laughs> it's just, like, three lines. There's a there's a boss in uh, Shooter's Blood and Teeth uh, that's, like, and it's a, it's, a, it's the 40K orc game, uh, and there's this, like, Imperial Knight, and he has, like, Lord Auric, and he has, like, all these titles, and, like, the screen fills up with his, like, title card. It's so funny. Anyway, <sighs> this is great. What do you want to okay. do? Okay. Uh, can I step into the square here, or is this covered by the table? Uh, that is covered by the table. Okay. So if I got here... Yes. And did my little scream out of the top left-hand corner, would I hit Eleanor? It would still hit Eleanor. Okay. Could I get onto this as difficult terrain? Yeah, you just have to you have to spend an action to do it. So that would be action to get up and action to move? Well, see, you can move diagonally onto it, so it just yeah. I'd let you spend one action to get up on there. Okay, so that would be the whole the whole action. Yar. Getting there? Alright, solid. Because the Screaming that I want to do is a two-action... Right? Yes. Yes, it's a two-action spell. Sweet. So I'm going to get there. And I'm going to... I'm going to do that thing that Mirek does. I'm going to get right up in his ear and go, Meow, meow. Mirek is our cat. (laughs) Mirek is our cat. Uh, All right, fortitude save. Yes. Uh, DC 20. Where's the JoJo meme now? Stomping him. He's surrounded. Pretty good fortitude, but uh, I only got a 18. (gasps) Oh! All right, you fail. <laughs> Lovely. All right. So, let's see what that does again. Oh, no. Now uh, it's a bomb. A D6 plus four sonic damage. D6 plus four sonic damage. All right. Ten. Ten sonic damage? Yeah. Ooh. All righty. Pretty good. That'll be your turn. Will makes us go back round. Top of a new round. Chester Williams. Chester Williams. Chester Williams. Go oh, to bathroom. Oh, my goodness. You can pee. I want to devast stratagem. Oh, uh, here? Is that what you call it? Yeah, we're not going to. That's a bad roll. What I'm was also, it? What was it? Two. Oh. Uh, we're also going to do another uh, <laughs> recall knowledge. Okay. Attempt it. It's another 16 on the die for a total of 29. Okay. Uh, do I learn more? Uh, sure. Is there more for me to learn? Uh, you, I'll just... You, let you have the details of it. This thing has been damaged and it has a little thing uh, called Uncertain Operation. At the beginning of its turn, the compromised door warden rolls a d4 and determines how many actions it has for that turn. What? A d4? To a maximum of three. Oh, okay. Uh. And the door warden's speed each turn is 10 feet times the result of that die, maximum of 25. Nifty. I rolled a three conveniently Uh last time. Huh. Uh, cool, 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 cool. You could cool, cool. hear the panic for all of us when you said a D4. Uh, we thought he got four actions. Let's no. see. And then Chester does not have a good device strategy roll to use on this thing, so he's probably not going to do anything. All right. But he won't attack. That's what I meant. Uh, instead, he will pull out a. Where's my stuff? There it is. Uh, let's say a. Yeah, he will. Uh, Grab a vial from his uh, chest, heart, uh, his like uh, his vial thing, shake it up and drink it down with a uh, Drakenheart mutagen. Drakenheart mutagen. Bandelier. Moderate. 
Oh, yes, it's Bandolier. So that's two more actions, that then? That's two more actions. Or is Devise a Stratagem one action? And Devise one? a Stratagem is one, and then make it, and then drink it. Well, then what two. was the recall knowledge? That is part of the Devise a Stratagem. Oh, and you don't have to reuse the roll for that, do you? It's separate. No, it's a separate roll. Sweet. All right, Drakenheart Mutagen. Uh, it is Boyo McGillicuddy's turn. Let's roll this D4 real quick here. One. He's going to oh, spend no. one action to punch someone. I will very appropriately roll a d4. Uh, one Chester, two Eleanor, three Psyche here. Reroll on a four. Oh, Chester! Uh, I know. It's, you put listen, your Chester I Miles knew this. Williams. Eight on the die for a total of 22. Did Miss. Did you just leave your key in a mausoleum joke? Yeah. I don't even know what that's from. That's I just from, know that you made that joke in season one. That's it has lived from, in my head ever uh, since. Uh, Haunted Mansion. Haunted, yeah. Yes. Miss, you say? Yep, I have an AC of 23 right wow. now. I rolled an eight on the die Beautiful. plus four. That's 22. So, good job. Good choice. Uh, that's its turn. It only had one action to spend this turn because it's not working too great. Uh, you see the gears that make up this clockwork ward, and some of them are exposed through gaps in its armor, and some of them click together, <laughs> spark and seize as it doesn't get to move its full turn. Almost acts in slow motion. Eleanor, it is now your turn. Um, I no longer have panache, so I am going to attempt to regain panache. Um, I would like to try to tumble through, but I've, I know we've done this a million times. I'm allowed to tumble through and then still land where I'm at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I want to do. Get you some panache. Uh, that is a 28. Oh, yeah. No, 20. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, 22. Yep, still got it. Okay, Aye, great. Nice. And now I'm going to attack with a finisher. Okay. Dancing gracefully around its little yeah. slow-moving clockwork it's, legs. It's a. It is graceful. It comes out like dance, almost like gymnastics. Oh, variety of shadow dancer. So, um, <laughs> I know all my characters are related. I know. Uh, so the precision damage. Do I need them separately for you, or no? no? You can just total them for okay. this guy. Um, let's see. 10, 14, 15. 15 total. Yep. Uh, that will take off a little bit from his resistance, but the ten remaining ten damage will absolutely kill this. The <gasps> clockwork. Oh wow! Four. Whoa! Eleanor, Woo. would you like to describe your kill? It's like the fencing moves where you're balanced on just like that single one foot, and it is one confident, piercing thrust that she just kind of like whips out, flourish. Drip the grease and uh, oil I'm- on the floor. Never balanced on one foot while fencing. This is I just kind of see like the one foot of the um, like where you're you're oh, like, like pushing off with one foot yes, and stepping the into pushing it. Pushing off of okay. one foot, you're you have to yeah. balance on that one you're foot you're pushing Superman off of, right? Punched him with your rapier. If you're pushing off of one foot, you're going to end up on one foot. Well, <laughs> you usually land on two. One foot, two or three. Uh, you run this guy A third through. Foot? His little clockwork light goes. He shuts down. Uh, And you are left in this room with a broken clockwork uh, door warden here. Some mannequins. Uh, This guy, I guess, could be used as a mannequin now if you want one the size of a linebacker. Uh, What do you guys do? Uh, I would like to call to attention this guy only did four damage to our entire party. This fight felt good. (laughs) 
Good job. So good to the point, Chester doesn't need to be healed afterwards. Are you sure you're not <laughs> grievously wounded? I'm pretty all right right now. We can keep going if we want to. You are grievously wounded. No, no, I'm fine. He only just shot me with a crossbow, you know, with a foot-long spear in it. Oh. <laughs> I'll walk it off. I've been impaled. I've been impaled. <laughs> You're stuck to the wall. He just scared me. It's all right. You need to use of, the peepus room? Of all the fights <laughs> I've seen you in so far, Chester, I think you are the least affected. Yeah. This, time. this is nice. Chester will open the water closet. Uh, you open the water closet. It's the peepus room. It's got a little sink in it. It's an actual toilet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Alkenstar. He'll look underneath. Plumbing. He'll look under in the drawer underneath the sink. It's five gold pieces, right? <laughs> no, there's nothing. And check the toilet. They'll be like, I heard about this in like, in, in you know, gangster movie or plays. And he'll pull, o- he'll open up the top of the toilet tank to see if there's anything <laughs> hidden in there. <laughs> a little plastic baggie, maybe a gun. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just a sandwich plus two health or this something. This is not what I expected. No. And he'll leave it in. Okay. <laughs> Nobody is going to... T- I'm not going to heal anybody if they eat that. No toilet sandwich. I wonder if this is why he got kicked out of the... Chester checks the, the bathroom. The temple. Finds a toilet... Sandwich. Sandwich. Sure. I have a question. You said this. This is your own uh, fault. Sure, it's canon now. There's a toilet sandwich in a little baggie. For emergencies written on it. <laughs> Are those files behind the yeah. table? Uh, behind the table? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of junk in this room all stacked up. Do you want to uh, look in? Yes, I'd like it? to investigate that. Yeah, same, if if you don't mind. There is some records. Um, yes, I would like to investigate this room as well. And while we're investigating, I'd like to clue in Eleanor. Eleanor. Oh. So, that'll be so you get plus, plus one. one. All right, roll perception, both of you. <laughs> what is with my rolls tonight? My roll's good. I'm going to pull out the old purple dye I haven't used since before Owen. Oh. In the swirly one. In the before, before Owen. Times. I, uh, when, the only time I used it with Owen was when I had, um, multiple attacks. And I was had to roll four <laughs> d20s per attack. I mean, uh, per round for two attacks each hand. Yeah. And I had memorized which d20 was which. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. My perception was a 17 on the die plus 11 is 28. Just 28. ignore me with my 12. Oh. Oh. Total. Yeah. Uh, so Chester, oh, you... Oh, wait. This is also my pursue a lead. 29. 29. Uh, Every plus one counts. Chester, you notice that several bullet holes pock the western wall in front of uh, the counter here. Uh-huh. And you can tell that these were shot from both one-handed and two-handed firearms, so it looks like people came in here and shot up the place. And looking at the state of the clockwork handler, or the door warden guy here, you can tell he was probably attacked during everything. Can I tell how he managed to get fixed? It looks like he was attacked, but it also looks like with your two successful crafting recall knowledges and the perception, looks like he was repaired and reprogrammed. So he was repaired after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is not the kind of thing that could repair itself. No. That was going to be my next thing, because if it repaired itself, we're dismantling it entirely. Then, also, you notice that the floor has been spattered with little bits of blood. 
Uh huh. Especially oh. around the dart trap. Ah. Oh. And there are three crossbow bolts embedded in the wall. Lamau. Could I could I look at this thing and see what it was reprogrammed to do? It looks like it was just programmed to attack whoever came in here. I mean, Fair pretty enough. simply. I, I mean, wasn't he just supposed to be like a bodyguard originally? I wonder if the bad guys reprogrammed him. Huh. Or if somebody else has come in here since then. Uh, so Chester right now has um, Kasawana as a lead that he has pursued. He's allowed two of these at a time. So what Chester's going to do is he's going to take a, a couple minutes. He's going to look at the bullet holes in this wall. He's going to pursue a lead on those, i.e. the people who shot those bullets. Okay. So that is right now that says to pursue a lead. Did you get anything from the neighbor last time we played? Uh, we found out that Muglin was here with his mm. gang, the gilded, um, the gilded, what's it? Gilded gunners. Yeah. GG. <laughs> Listen, I got gilded. No, no, GG. Oh, that's actually good. I thought you were being sarcastic. No, gilded gunners. GG. Uh, Holy. Th- good game. It's Jacob. It's Jacob. Listen, I'm looking through my notes. Brain work on this. Uh, <sighs> Jacob, my beloved. <laughs> Please. He's my beloved. <laughs> we can love him in different ways. <laughs> Just uh, But Eleanor, what I'll say you find as you're looking through stuff, um, you find that tucked into uh, one of the boxes that has a bunch of mannequin or like clockwork parts, mm-hmm. uh, there's a wand. Ooh. Oh. Uh, and you also find a velvet bag and you open it up and you see money. <gasps> money. Uh, and Chester, what I'll say finally after all your massive checks with crafting a perception, you could probably take off that repeating crossbow from the uh, linebacker clockwork man if you wanted to. Does it happen to be magical? I'll take it anyway. Does but- it repeat just outside of it? Uh, it is not magical. Okay. It's still. a repeating crossbow. I'll still take it. Yeah, so you find 78 silver pieces in the bag um, and a small unpolished garnet worth 15 gold pieces. Wow. Ooh. So 26 silver for each of you and then five gold or a total of, if you want to do all in silver, uh, that'd be 76 per because five gold per is 50 gold. 76 silver. That'll be easier 76 to add. silver for each of you. Okay. Uh, and But yeah, are you going to try and remove the repeating crossbow because that will require a crafting check? Oh, absolutely. All right. Um, plus thir- t- natural 20. On the th- For plants. You just rip it right off of it. Yeah, so you, you remove this repeating crossbow and you now have one. Hot dog. Uh, but I will say it's not magical, but I don't know the details. Basically, a repeating crossbow doesn't have a reload number so it reloads for free whereas yes. a regular crossbow you have like to spend actions to reload um, but I'm not sure how much ammo in the proverbial magazine you get I'll double check. Eight and then it goes ping. Ping yeah you're right ping. does the M1 Garand thing. Here we That's go. That's canon now. It's canon. It's a Confirmed. crossbow. <laughs> uh, I would also like to do <laughs> a check on the wand to find out what it is. I believe Chester actually just gets to use crafting to find out. Oh, do you have a special thing for that? Uh, yeah, let me... Uh, crafter's appraisal. Appra- appraisal. 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 You can roll crafting when identify magic on magic items. That's not grammatically correct, but that's what Hero Lab said. But not on anything else. Okay, go ahead, roll. 
He reads. 18 on the die, plus 13. Dude, you are on fire for tonight. For these items, they're natural 20. Just good for blunts. Uh, this is a wand of widening for a first level spell. <gasps> this thing is worth 100 GP. What's a widening? Uh, the, bu- 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 the end of this wand is forked instead of tapered. Activate cast a spell frequency once per day, plus overcharge. Uh, this activation takes two actions. If the spell normally takes one action to cast, or three actions if the spell normally takes two actions to cast, effect, you cast the spell and increase the area. Add five feet to the radius of the burst that normally has a radius of at least 10 feet. Add five feet to the length of a cone that is normally 15 feet long or smaller, or add 10 feet to the length of a cone to a larger cone or line. So you basically get more area out of it uh, Mm -hmm. at the cost of more actions, but you don't have to take the metamagic John for it. Uh, Chester will flip the wand over and hand it over to Sakir, and he'll be like, Sakir, I think you'll get much more use out of this than any of, any of us will. Um, I, I mean, if I'm doing an AoE thing, that might be good. It's very situational. For, for Depends your, on what we want. For oh, no, 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 your scream. Yes, yeah, so you might actually want to hold on to this if All you right. want to catch more things in, like your scream. Um, you can only do it once per day, though. Is this? That's that's fine. That's fine. So that's about it, as far as you can tell in this room. Uh, Chester also investigated the Peepus room. Uh, nothing interesting there. Um, there is a door to the western end here that you still haven't gone through. There's a door to hee hee. It's a Peepus room. <laughs> We're laughing because uh, Peepus room funny. Funny <laughs> Peepus room joke. Funny joke. What do you guys want to do? Let's investigate that next room. All right, who's going uh, to use a Forbidden Lands term, lead the way? El, uh, well, Chester Eleanor's will, our new tank. Chester will make sure the door is not trapped. All right, roll perception. And has it been 10 minutes since the end of that combat? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, did, mm, well, actually, how long does it take for you to pursue a lead? <gasps> we never rolled the Wellspring Surge. Shit. Oh, oh we well. did. Honestly, don't, don't worry about it. It was, a, it was a trivial combat. It was not an intense combat. <laughs> One minute. But I would have failed. Uh, it's okay. But it would have been the chest fun. Piece. Oh. Uh, you can't have a magic fart, unfortunately. Maybe next time. Can I post explode? No. Just magic fart? No. I don't want a magic fart. <laughs> uh, it takes one minute to pursue a lead. Okay, yeah, it hasn't been ten minutes. Cool. Uh, Chester got a natural one. Oh. Uh, there's no traps. Cool. Chester will open the door and then invite Eleanor in because she's our frontline fighter. Oh, I means. see some guys. Did you say what now? I see some guys. Like people guys? Now that the d- well, some, I see some, some electronic guys. guys. Some people dudes? Why don't I read you some flavor? I guess I'll get myself in the room. Dude the, guys? <laughs> the floor of this broad stone workplace is three feet lower than the rest of the rooms in the building. Bronze gears, metal rods, screws, springs, and miscellaneous mechanical stuffs lie scattered around the, uh, or lie scattered over every horizontal surface. Six half-complete humanoid clockwork devices are propped up against work tables and on makeshift stands. Several dozen clocks of every description cover the walls, workbenches, and floor with a particularly large grandfather clock standing against the south wall. Ooh. Three short sets of stone stairs to the east lead to the doors of a wooden office block. A metal ladder propped uh, against the northeastern walls leads to a congested storage loft above the area. Uh, opposite the offices, a six-foot-high 
wooden platform spans the western wall with three ramps connecting the platform to the workshop floor. Atop the platform, half a dozen wide wooden loading doors line the west wall. To the north, piles of sandbags obscure a crumbling and pockmarked corner of the stone room. The floor and walls practically falling apart. Uh, so basically, that's a lot of flavor text because it's a huge, huge ass room. Yeah. <laughs> um, this area looks just like a giant warehouse kind of workshop um, for the listening audience. There's kind of this raised wooden platform on one side and some ramps leading up to it. And the rest of the workshop is kind of set in a couple feet, uh, stone floor. And you just see tons of half-built clockworks. Uh, you see clockwork parts everywhere for like handlers. Yeah, and then there's a ton of clocks, uh, as mentioned in said flavor text. Uh, what do you guys do? There's nothing attacking us right away, is there? Uh, as you enter the room, you don't see anything attacking, no. All right, then we'll step in so I can actually see the whole room. Alrighty. Cool. Same. There's a lot to investigate if you want to investigate them. Chester is going to go... He'll take a look at these half-finished robots and make sure that they're, in fact, only half-finished and not operational. Well, there's a different groups of them. There's the ones in the area around you. They all look pretty... Yeah, like they would be like some of they're missing heads. Not operational. Not operational. Those those two that you're looking at. Then he will he'll just go group by group and check out the robots. Alright, one second. Oh, there's an explosion over there. Yeah. That's the that's the pockmarked rubble. Uh make a perception check, Chester, since you're leading the way in here. Uh is everyone in the room at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Uh that's not great. Nineteen. 19. Yes. Uh, Chester, you see a couple things here. Oh. Ooh. I'm going to say. First, uh, there is a ton of stuff in here. If you wanted to kind of loot the place, look for anything useful, it would take you at least an hour. Okay. Um, to dig through everything. Um, so you went up to this first bay here. You saw these two half-completed clockworks. Uh, one of them has like a winding key in it. The other one... Or both of them don't have, like, heads on them. Uh, and you're looking around. Um, one thing that you do notice with that, you said 19 perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think other people notice this as well. This doesn't have a DC necessarily attached to it. All the clocks look like they're stopped at the same point in time. Uh, and you, like, maybe even look at one on the desk, and it seems to be working. It's just stopped. What time would that be? 20207. Does it have a way of saying if it's AM or PM? It would probably be AM if you're thinking like 24 hour clock. Oh, so it's it's 1 to 24. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Does that have any correlation to the time that the flying cat thing came out? I don't know. Um yeah. but yeah, they're all all of them say the same time, which is weird. Uh, but more importantly, as you're looking around, uh, you look around at the table and you notice something that seems a little out of place. Oh. It's this kind of golden little orb. Like there's a lot of clockwork stuff in here, but all of it's like half taken apart and being working on. And like, except for the thing you fought, it like everything is just in pieces. There's also evidence of people being in here recently. It is messier. Um, it doesn't look like this guy's just messy, messy. It looks like people have gone through here a little bit. Uh huh. But you notice on this table, I'll ping for you, 
uh, you see this little orb and you see a little glow and as you like go to look at it it lights up it springs out little clockwork wings (gasps) and you hear like a thing and you've seen something like this before Make me a... Uh, I bet you've seen something like this before. Make me a recall knowledge check, crafting. Right. Also, I re- uh, I realized I could have a, a 20 if that makes a difference. No. Okay, because it's Pursue a Lead, Kasawana. You said crafting? Yeah. That is 14 plus 13 is 27. 27? That's a critical success. Ho-ho! And with that much information, you can tell that this thing not only doesn't belong here because it's functioning and it looks out of place, but this is a clockwork spy and it's recording you. It starts flying. And that's where we're going to pick up in our what next fuck? episode. Oh. Oh, no. I did mention that I was disguised, right? <laughs> <laughs> By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.